just sitting here, thumbing through my phone, looking at news, and Joe keeps yelling, oh my god, oh my god. What are you oh my godding about? Breaking news, breaking news. Breaking celebrity gossipy news. Celebrity gossip news. Hmm, not usually your thing. Charlie Sheen raped 13-year-old Corey Haim. According to? Well, it's in the National Enquirer. It's also in the Daily Mail right now, which is going big with it. We have been... A Hollywood insider has named names and say Charlie Sheen raped 13-year-old Corey Haim while filming something or other in Chicago. We have had people tell us that Charlie Sheen was this kind of person before, off the record. Yeah. Um... Uh, they mention he's HIV infected. Charlie Sheen, who was a child star himself, and who knows if he didn't. You know, <clears throat> oftentimes these uh, these abusers were abused themselves. Not not ex- uh, uh, excusing it, but um, God, it's just just a whole circle. How many years back does it go with these child actors? Uh, I haven't even gotten to the part that made me yell so much. Oh wow! Okay. I will not be commenting on why it made me yell so much. Uh, Corey, uh, the ruthless adult rapist to child star Corey Haim said sodomized him and pushed him down a drug-fueled path to an early grave. That is true. The poor, confused Corey Haim ended up killing himself after being repeatedly raped and molested in Hollywood for years. What's more, the Inquirer's five-year probe into Haim's tragic and untimely death at age 38 also unearthed other disturbing accounts of Sheen preying on more children connected to the 1986 film Lucas when the predator, age 19, sexually abused then 13-year-old Haim. Haim told me he had sex with Sheen when they filmed Lucas, says former actor and close friend Dominic Brasha. We used to work with a Dominic Brasha. Same guy. Of the Lost Boys legend, he told the Inquirer. He told me they smoked pot and had sex. He said they had anal sex. Haim said, said after it happened, Sheen became very cold and rejected him. When Corey wanted to fool around again, Charlie was not interested. But Brasha claimed Haim claimed. Brasha said claim. <clears throat> Too many people claiming too much. But Brasha said Haim claimed he hooked up with the Wall Street star another time. Is it in his mid-late 20s. Um, he didn't like it. He claimed uh, he said Charlie was a loser. Brasha is just one of more than 100 people spread across 10 states contacted by the Inquirer as part of its exhausted probe. His horrid account after 30-plus years of self-imposed silence matched those of dozens of other sources who also told the Inquirer that Haim named Sheen, now 52, and considered a pariah in Hollywood as his abuser before he died of pneumonia in 2010. Uh, Brasha's testimony is specifically backed up by a longtime Sheen confidant who told the Inquirer in the condition of anonymity. Uh, the platoon bad boy admitted to the liaison with Haim, but insisted it was consensual. Consensual. A third individual, a convicted child sex offender, told the Inquirer Haim revealed sordid details about the Sheen incident when they worked together on Lost Boys. Um, then the uh, Inquirer mentions, uh, in a twist, after the book made worldwide headlines, Brasher was also accused of having sex with Haim, a claim he emphatically denied to the Inquirer. As full disclosure, Dominic Brasher used to be the producer of the Armstrong and Getty show. Um, got, and Charlie Sheen's so messed up and has been for so long with oh, drugs yeah. and sex and all that sort of stuff. Well, and I've heard him talk about, he, you know, his, his dad was a swinging Hollywood uh, party man when Charlie was growing up, and he saw all sorts of crazy stuff that probably sexualized him early. I'm not trying to make excuses. 
He's almost clearly a child molester and rapist, allegedly, but there are lots and lots of people who say, yep, it was him. And quite possibly a victim of that sort of stuff, because right. it's such, you know, and and it's always tough to figure these things out. It's like the uh, Seattle mayor who just had to resign, claiming all those victims that were coming forward, accusing him. Saying, eh, look at that guy. He's got a troubled past. Uh, yeah, he's a drug, drug user. Abuser. Yeah, he yeah. broke the law once. You can't believe yeah. him. Yeah, he's troubled and a drug user because you raped him when he was a kid. Right. And, and now he's got all kinds predators of look for troubled kids. Or he was ahead of time and you right. made it worse. So, it is... so they end up with this situation because Corey Haim, uh, or Corey Feldman rather, I believe him full on that Hollywood is full of a bunch of uh, pedophiles and all that sort of stuff. And he's a mess because of that or before that or everything. Right. And, and and so he's doing some crazy stuff now that's hard to explain. Are people out to try to kill him like he's claiming? I don't know. He's Probably pretty, not. He's pretty nutty. He's wanting $10 million to make this movie. What's that all about? Going on Dr. Oz doesn't help your look, but it right. doesn't mean it's not true. He's it, a mess because he was abused as a child. In his 2013 tell-all memoir, Feldman chillingly wrote, quote, at some point during the filming of Lucas... Haim explained an adult male convinced him it was perfectly normal for older men and younger boys in the business to have sexual relations, that it was, quote, what all guys do. Which we've heard. So they walked off to a secluded area between two trailers during lunch break, etc., etc., and uh, Haim, innocent and ambitious as he was, allowed himself to be sodomized. <sighs> Feldman never named Sheen in the book. Because Charlie Sheen is wealthy enough to really come after you with lawyers and everything. Yeah. And all of you who are now busily tweeting at us and texting us and sending us links to articles that name various people that we've mentioned in this newscast or this story as uh, being sex pervs. Yeah, we're aware of them. We've seen them. That's an awful, awful story all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who would take their kid to Hollywood, though. Oh, my God. Don't do it. Yeah, Charlie would also not hesitate to uh, go after underage girls, too, according to this account. You got a cute kid and you want him to get him, in, get him into modeling or show business or whatever? Please don't. Don't, don't Please do don't. Please don't. So there you go. Nice. <sighs> wonder if that'll straighten out some. Oh, I do think you... so. It's definitely a step in the right direction. Well, it doesn't hurt to actually find out people who perpetrated crimes and go after him. Sure. But in Rapeywood, where if someone's powerful, you don't report their horrendous, unforgivable crimes because they're powerful. You want, Well, you know, we, we learned that Harvey Weinstein would spend millions of dollars to destroy you, discredit you, intimidate you, expose your secrets, et cetera, et cetera. So these people were afraid to tell the truth. Some of them allegedly may have uh, skeletons in their own closet. Uh, I have theories that I would like to share, but I won't. Um, I do not pleasure myself to the Trump election night video, as one texture claims. That would be odd behavior. Because my DVR crapped out and I no longer have it on video. If you do I did, seem to be can... enjoying the uh, video. Oh, God, uh, the, am the I. Audio a great as I've deal. said, it was one of the great nights of my life. It'd be in the top couple, two or three. I mean, it ranks that high. But you don't. Uh, of, of, of enjoyment sitting on the couch. A right. couple of Giants World Series might be in there. Mm. Just sitting on the couch watching TV, it, it doesn't get much better. 
Notice your wedding night hasn't appeared on the list yet, but I wouldn't worry about that. I'm sure you could talk to your wife about that when you get home. Mm. <laughs> I think she would agree. We were really tired. It was a hey, long day. So were we. I don't, I, We'd I, both gotten hammered. I don't particularly want to relive that. No, please. Now the honeymoon. Oh, my God. They could make a movie oh, geez, starring are you Charlie kidding? Sheen I just, before uh, you I know, even he need, was known to be a child rapist. I don't even need to relive it. I just wish there, were vi- there was video of it. Oh, please. I'd pay $10,000. Are <laughs> you kidding me? I'm feeling that's, really uncomfortable. That's a completely different story. Rewrote the Kama Sutra that week, Michael. Tell you what. We were in Mexico where there are no rules. <laughs> the rules of God and man are ignored. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Child rapey Hollywood. Hooray for rapey wood. Charlie Sheen's a pretty big name, though. I wonder, I wonder. Well, he was. Now that he's not so much, now people are willing to say it. Some people are willing to come out for whatever reason but does it damage his name. But does it damage you if you've got a reputation as a drugging, abusing sex weirdo, which he does? Which is part of his appeal in some weird way. Yeah, but he still had power in Hollywood. Yeah. So nobody said anything. Yeah, I'm just saying people knew he was, you know, not underage stuff. But right. It's not like Harvey Weinstein, where he was seen as a, you know, a respected leader of women's rights. Nobody thought Charlie Sheen was that. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe he gets a new sitcom out of the deal. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. arriving now here at Trump Tower and police are ready for them. Dump trucks are lining the front of the high rise. Dozens of officers on motorcycles and on foot are watching. They've set up heavy duty fencing. These protesters marched some 40 blocks from Union Square. None of them that we talked to have any problem with the voting process. They are just very unhappy with the winner. now elected an openly misogynist and bigoted man into our office and we need to fight that. Donald Trump, go away! Racist, sexist, anti-gay! Donald Trump, go away! Racist, sexist, anti-gay! I'll have to see it to believe it based on the campaign that he ran, which couldn't have been more divisive. Interesting. That was the reaction to a year ago today, and what a ride it's been. That was one of those Um, rallies that the Russians uh, helped recruit. Probably, yeah. The minute Trump was elected, they turned to whipping up anti-Trump rhetoric and demonstrations and the rest of it. You know, somebody pointed out, election 2000 was pretty good. Woke up the next day, didn't know who was the president. Right. Uh, Gore had conceded, then called back to Bush and said, I take it back. So... That was a pretty good one, too. Yeah, that was a pretty I good remember, one, too. I remember all the laws of God, man, once again suspended. People were fighting in the streets. There was rampant crime. Uh, cities burning. Uh, dogs walking on their hind legs like humans. It was all because the government, for a moment, was unclear. Oh, no, that's right. We all went about our lives. I didn't it was have amazing. A, I didn't have a particular rooting interest at that time in that election and uh, just was watching it. 
Hanging chads. Remember all that oh, conversation yeah. oh, around yeah. those? Oh, yeah. A bunch of addled oldsters in Florida couldn't figure out the <laughs> simplest little thing. Just <laughs> got to puncture the paper. It's paper. <laughs> And then all the superheated rhetoric about the Supreme Court uh, decision and how they're in the bag for Trump and the recount stuff and the fact that the New York Times did the recount. Bush, yeah. Trump was just a TV host at that time. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, he was just a hotel magnate. And then the New York Times did the recount and found out that Bush won. And But nobody cares. Everybody just likes being angry. The removing of and my... And I hate them for that. The... <laughs> <laughs> the removing of my stitches is not going well. What? What? So you're it's, trying to do your own? Yeah, well, the doctor threw it out there as an option. He said, do you want to come back in and get your stitches removed? I got 10 stitches in my leg from a little uh, skin cancer thing. By the way, that's kind of interesting. Mm. The whole, um, you hear this statistic a lot, or I learned it after I got cancer. Um, one out of two women and, or it's one out of two men, one out of two men and one out of three women will get cancer in their lifetime. You think, oh my God, cancer is a bigger deal than I even realized. Mm-hmm. You got to give generously to cancer. Right. How many of it is the tiny minor skin cancer thing that practically everybody gets removed at some point at the doctor's office yeah. in their office that day? Cause it's no big deal. Yeah. There's the non-scary skin cancer and then the very scary, but I'll skin bet cancer. they still count it as cancer. Yeah. Well, yeah, for they the, should for the statistics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for the statistics to scare us all to death that we're all going to get cancer, mm-hmm. you know, if you go through your whole life and all you get is those big deal yeah. it's nothing anyway i had one of those on my leg i got 10 stitches and the doctor said um you can come back in you know and get them removed or you can just do it yourself and i thought making another appointment and coming in i don't want to do that i'll do it myself she didn't seem like that big a deal but um I and mean, it wouldn't have been that big a deal if i'd have done it when i was supposed to do it which is like a week and a half ago oh, oh. but i've let it go way too long oh, and now i'm really having a hard time because <laughs> and cause, i don't have the right tools because skin heals yeah skin. exactly I don't you have know. the right tools, the, the right tools, but uh, so I don't know. Or the right date on the calendar. <laughs> well, I got busy. I think maybe you go see him. I might have to now. Yeah, you, yeah. This is now advanced. This is guy who let his stitches grow into his body. Where on the leg is it? Right on the upper thigh, which is like the least painful part of your body. Okay. That's one of the reasons it's. I thought I'd just do it myself. It's just like you have no I was feeling. If it was there. easily sealable. Oh yeah, it's easy. To see. Yeah, no, yeah. If it was the middle of my lower back, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can get this. It's like trying to like trim something in a mirror. I am completely terrible at that. It takes me like five minutes to stop moving the right. scissors away from my my mustache as I'm trying to go toward it. And I just oh, it takes me the longest time. You stick it in your ear. Ah! Exactly. There goes my last good eye. Damn it. <laughs> I can't see anything. Yeah. It's going to be really hard now. Yeah, I'm afraid you have to go to the doctor. Dang it. I didn't exactly know what I was doing anyway. I think you just snip them and pull them out. Did you look it up on the internet or anything? I should have. Yeah, oh, boy. He explained it to me. It seemed simple. <laughs> well, okay. So you did get a little tutorial, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we were talking about Rapey Wood uh, again. Uh, National Enquirer and Daily Mail out with the fact that Charlie Sheen uh, raped Corey Haim. As a teenage boy, 13-year-old, um, according to former actor Dominic Brasia, who I believe is uh, still in the radio business. This is, this is interesting. And we've been quoting Rose McGowan a lot about this story. She's been one of the loudest, most persistent, one of the first people to speak out against Harvey Weinstein. She's been trying to tell people he's a pervert and a rapist for decades, and nobody would listen to her. Well, finally, they're listening to her. Um, but so this here's here's your bottom line to this. We're going to talk about emotional reasoning. 
So Monday, or I guess it was last week, news broke that there was a warrant out for her arrest. Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority police confirmed that it had obtained a warrant for the arrest of McGowan for possession of a controlled substance, a felony charge. Evidently, she left behind her personal belongings that tested positive for narcotics on a flight into Dulles. Do we know what narcotics we're talking about here? Uh, No, I do not know. Um, McGowan is responding with an angry tweet calling the warrant a load of horse ass. Are they trying to silence me? And now a bunch of uh, women's rights activists, uh, uh, journalist Laura Loomer said, it's not a coincidence that Rose McGowan had this happen after speaking out against Hollywood predators. Writer Ashley Marie Preston said in a tweet, if McGowan would have taken that million dollars in hush money, I'm sure this wouldn't have been a headline. And she added the word FACT in all caps. A student of the Donald Trump School of Tweeting. (laughs) Radio host Stefan Molyneux called the warrant, quote, shockingly transparent retaliation. Well, is she uh, transporting pounds of fentanyl, or did she just have some marijuana in her bag? Well, I, she probably had something that, with the powder or whatever that the, the police discovered. But I don't for a second believe that the Washington Airport Police are in league with Harvey Weinstein. You really think this is an effort to silence her by the Washington Airport, Airport Police? I would certainly hope not. I just think it seems like a coincidence to me. No, there was also, like, right after Feldman went on the Today Show and did his thing, some old drug possession thing got brought up and was was linked to him, too, from something from, like, six, seven, eight months ago. All of a sudden, it had just been sitting dormant for for all that time. This happens, it popped God, up. you wouldn't think in this climate, though, Weinstein could get police departments to do his bidding. You wouldn't think he would have been able to do a lot of the stuff yeah. he did. That yeah, is that's true. a non-argument. That's a non-argument. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to no one. If you had told me before this happened, I'd have thought, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't. Ke- you that can't. would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No way you can hire former Mossad operatives to, to, <laughs> to stop the New York Times from writing a story. Research. Well, I don't believe it. I think if anything, like the Corey Feldman thing, there's a warrant out there that's been there for, there are, you know, I have more emails from more DAs, more cops, more prosecutors talking about how I have a stack of file on my desk. With 110 dangerous people, I might get to a third of them uh, to deal with in the next week, blah, 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 that sort of story. I just think, you know, a guy jumps into the news and some guy somewhere says, God, we got a warrant out for him. I don't, I don't think Weinstein has reached into the D.C. airport police to get people busted. I think Rose McGowan is a partier, unstable, and she had a little powder in her luggage or whatever. I don't know why the airport police care. If it's for personal use, who cares? Please. Well, I suppose you can't be making that judgment to moving uh, dope in and out of the country. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But the uh, idea basis- that it is clearly, obviously, some sort of retaliation, I, I'm sorry, I don't believe that. Mm. I think that's crazy talk. Mm. What do you think? Do you disagree? I don't know. You think it's retaliation? So, uh, how long's Trump in China standing up there uh, next to uh, one of the world's great dictators? Could be in there for a couple of days. Yeah, half, a couple half of an days. age in a dynasty. It's got it's got an interesting uh, dosi do he's doing right there. I mean, we we have lots of reason to want to be friendly with China, taking on North Korea. On the other hand, this guy is consolidating power and uh, and and uh, um, uh, t- talking up Mao. I mean, how how friendly do you want to be to a dude like that? Openly trying to advance China's power uh, vis-a-vis ours. 
There's also right. the he wants to look like he wants China look like an equal to the United States co superpowers, which we we are not on board with uh, going along with that narrative. China me China is obviously the world's greatest uh, frenemy. I'm sorry, I gotta slow down, slow down, Joe, slow down. Less coffee, less coffee. They are an historical frenemy. Trump might be the perfect sort of person to not want to allow China to get away with any language that makes them seem like they're a bigger deal than they are, because he's just so easily butthurt about that sort of thing. Sure. I was reading an article last night. Yeah, it's probably anti-Trump people, but it sounds true to me. Does China fully understand how uh, how how easily he's manipulated with praise? And they they throw this giant parade and and, and everything and the state dinner plus and 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 it gets uh, Trump's head spinning. Well, while if, they love me here, if if I realize it, I'm pretty sure the Chinese intelligence services realize it. Mm-hmm. You know, and Putin's guys and the rest of it. I don't know, but we'll see how he reacts. He's an odd bird, that Donald Trump, and it's difficult to predict. Uh, you know. Which way it's going to go? But he's been hammering China since he started running for president about yeah. how they've been ripping us off forever. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if they gave him a bunch of American products to take home with him? <laughs> you see, because they're made in China. Yes, oh, gotcha. That, that's <laughs> it. Trying oh, with you. Oh, I'm, I'm, going I'm going away. Give him, give him a bunch of Trump ties and. Whatever. Oh, yeah. That'd be funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Uh, it turns out the sap, stupid, angry coward behind the text is shooting worse than we thought. Twitter just got a lot fatter, and Kevin Spacey just got hit with another molestation charge. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Kevin Spacey's done, isn't he? Man, I've loved so many roles he's had. Oh, yeah. It's sickening. Yeah. Kaiser Top five Sosa? movie of all time, The Usual Suspect. Can I ever watch it again? I don't know. See, yeah, it takes a lot of the fun out of it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Marshall, I hope that you can, in a couple of minutes, bring us up to speed on everything that's going on in the world. It's a tall order. Here's Marshall Phillips. I could bring you up on a couple of things that's going on. Right now, things are worse than we thought regarding the sack, the stupid, angry coward who killed dozens in a Texas church massacre. Turns out he was once caught trying to smuggle guns onto a military base and briefly escaped from a mental health facility in 2012. And now police records indicate he was also named as a suspect in a sexual assault not far from the scene of Sunday's church attack. So we have laws that make it infinitely clear that child-beating, wife-beating, pet-abusing, gun-smuggling, Air Force officer-threatening, sexual assault, escaped mental patients don't get guns. Anybody, we, we don't need more laws. We need a system that right? works. I believe it's anybody that's ever had any mental health issues, been in a facility, can't get a gun. I mean, that's one of his many things that Joe just listed. And part of it is uh, the Air Force not re- you know, passing on the report. Part of it is some of their stuff doesn't match up with the civilian codes. Right. we got to get that figured out. Yeah. 
But it's not like he was drummed out of the Air Force for, like, failing to change the tires on the jets properly. Or couldn't do enough he was push-ups. Out, right. He was drummed out for trying to smuggle guns onto the base, and he was threatening his commanding officers. Right. This is just an egregious and horrifying failure. I tell you what, it, it, the level of... In, when you're a kid, you never imagine the level of incompetence in the adult world, you know? Talking about the Air Force failure, when pressed, the Air Force Secretary Heather Wilson was telling NBC News that she doesn't really know the extent of non-reporting going on in the Air Force. We don't know, but we are checking all of the Air Force databases, and there are several of them, to find out and confirm that all court-martial convictions for these kinds of offenses have been reported in the civilian database. I wish more of them would sound horrified. So so far, I haven't heard any government official... Uh, sound horrified that this has happened. Reminds me of when the uh, the VA medical right. thing broke, right? And you know, Shinsheki or whoever whoever they would talk to would do the bureaucrat speak. Well, we're continuing to ascertain to what extent the system has not been providing the. And that's what they always sound like. These people, mm. nobody nobody gets worked up about the reality of what just happened. Sound like you care? Could you sound like you care? So a lot of people are wondering, okay, how many other government agencies are failing to report domestic violence convictions as required? Well, it turns out the answer is not a good one. The New York Daily News reviewed the publicly available numbers about convictions that would prevent a similar occurrence, and they've discovered a startling reality that reporting by government agencies and divisions of these convictions just is not happening on a regular basis. This is practically a rhetorical question. But how much would you like to bet that it's no better a year from now? That's almost guaranteed, given the VA medical situation. They're not going to get around to fixing this. Probably not, no. There will be studies, there will be reports, there will be testimonies, and nothing will happen. And meanwhile, there's an example in every bureaucracy in the government of something this stupid, this ineffective, and everybody working there knows it, and nobody's doing anything about it because bureaucracies protect themselves. Twitter has just doubled the allowable length of a tweet from 140 LOL, characters. LOL, LOL, From 140 characters to 280. Sad! Five exclamation points. Now it, I can really tell people how I know. <laughs> <laughs> the company hopes that the change will encourage people to tweet more often. And tweet longer. Do you think? They're, they're desperate, though. Twitter's, yeah. tr- Twitter's struggling. Yeah. They haven't figured out how to turn it into a, a profit-making machine. They are an insanely popular money hemorrhaging business. Yeah. They, they aren't making money. I'd pay a buck a month, wouldn't everybody? To have Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a man of means, a dollar is like a dollar to me. I mean, it's <laughs> very little. Got a, got a former Boston TV anchor who says her son is a sexual abuse victim of actor Kevin Spacey. Heather Unruh said the incident happened in Massachusetts last summer at a bar. Unruh says her son was excited to meet the actor, had no idea Spacey was a sexual predator. Unruh and her attorneys say a police report has been filed. She described her son as strong, but says now the sexual assault is always there with him. To Spacey, Unruh said, shame on you for what you did to my son. All right, now End wait a second. What, what sort of sexual assault? This is back to our ongoing right. theme. Let's stop calling a pat on the butt the same thing as forcible rape. Now, if I'm a grown man and some actor, well, I, I admire Kevin Spacey as an actor. If I said, Kevin, wow, hey, it's, it's great to meet you. I've really enjoyed your work. And he, and he grabs my ass. 
Am I going to make tear-stained speeches about how the sexual assault is always with me? No. Please, I'd either punch him in the face or just say, what, get your hands off me, you a-hole, right. and move along. What, what, since when are we such a cringing, pathetic little species? What with his son? He was of age, right? He was in a bar. My understanding, he was, yes. That he was sexual 18. assault yeah. is always that, with him. Right. What does that mean? What did Spacey do? Do we know what happened to him in the bar? I don't have any more details than that. Do you? Yeah, the term sexual assault has become completely useless. It's like fascist, as Orwell said. It's now a term that people just apply to whatever they don't like. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the way. Is it a wrap, Marshall? Is it? Joe Getty apologizes for Kevin Spacey is the name of this podcast segment. (laughs) Please. An apologist for Spacey. Wrong. Wrong. I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, anticipating how, how people will view this. How dare you, sir? Okay, so after Spacey piled him with drinks at a Nantucket bar, the actor stuck his hand inside my son's pants and grabbed his genitals. There well, you if go. he was buying drinks for an underage person, then grabbing their crank, that's a crime. Yeah, it is a crime. Yeah. The alcohol makes a difference. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. George Clooney said recently the Democrats need to find a presidential candidate to compete with President Trump's outlandish personality saying we don't have anybody who lights up a room. Said Bernie Sanders, light up a whole room, that's expensive, and a waste of electricity. (laughs) It's your anniversary of Trump getting elected, so maybe I'll say it here. Donald Trump? Yeah, Donald Trump, the uh, guy from TV. Wow. Um, I don't understand why it's not more clear to more pundits or politicians what's going on. And and I don't know how many of them actually think it's about racism or 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 whatever. I, I don't know, but they're just they're living in la la land. I mean, like people John, believe what they want to believe. Thank God, you know, some people like John Stewart, Bill Maher, they seem to get that. No, there's a whole bunch of people out there that aren't happy with their lot in life, and they're trying to find somebody that can give them a better lot in life. That mm-hmm. that's why they voted for Trump. A lot of them, that's why they voted for Obama, and then they voted for Trump. Right, or or they've just come to believe that both parties lie to them habitually. Yeah, and fitting in with that. So the people that voted for Trump because the systems, it seems like the swamp, drain the swamp. The Donna Brazil book coming out where one party rigged their system? I mean, come on, one party rigged their side of the election. Pretty swampy. That's pretty swampy. That's a pretty good reason to take a flyer on a guy like Donald Trump and just throw it up in the air. I don't freaking care what happens. I just want something different. That makes perfectly good sense to a lot of people, including me. Well, speaking of flyers, how about the just uh, mimicked uh, old uh, Jew from the Northeast, the old socialist, uh, Bernie Sanders? That was a flyer, too. Sure. A lot of people on the Democrat side of the aisle looked at Hillary Clinton and said, hell no. So I just I hope it continues where it ends. Nobody knows. Uh, you know, it could be the swamp has a way of fighting back because there are there are very powerful. There are people who make Harvey Weinstein look. What's the opposite of ruthless? Ruthful. There are people who make Harvey Weinstein Ruth look poor, 
gentle and high moraled running Washington D.C. and uh, and they're not giving up their power. God, geez, it's so out of it. We ought to organize. This would be a funny idea. You know how some shows would organize a trip for like uh, World War II vets to go see the WW2 Memorial in D.C. I thought that was wonderful, absolutely beautiful. Um, we ought to organize like a bus trip. We'll all fly to D.C. Then we'll take a bus trip with all of our listeners. Be fun, a caravan of buses around all the super wealthy suburbs of Washington, D.C. And you'd have like, we'd have an app or we'd have a tour guide. Get on the right side of the bus. You'll uh, see the the home of prominent lobbyist Joe Jones. That home is worth $7.4 million. That's all earned. Earned. <laughs> Siphoning your tax dollars to his clients. Now let's move along. And you'd go after, you know, block after block, town after town, zip code after zip code of everybody getting crazy rich in D.C. They're fighting back. So have you ever heard that, f- that thing, like if, if you took all the money in, a, in the United States or the world, I don't remember how it goes, and then you divide it up equally, equally, it'd be back in the same amounts in the same hands in a certain amount of time to a certain extent. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how true that is, but it's true to a certain extent. Um, what, what if we've, uh, Sean's been talking about this idea of firing everybody in politics. So everybody gets fired. None of you people can be in office anymore. We're going to start from scratch. We'll lose some good ones. I understand that. Fine. We'll get new ones. Um, what do you think would happen? You think we'd be right back where we started pretty quickly? Like maybe even the day of the election? Yeah. The, the permanent bureaucracy would ensure that. Yeah. Or would, or it was just, is it just human nature? We would fall for the same stupid crap again. I don't know. That too. <laughs> I'm just being realistic. Right. Between just, those two factors, yeah. Oh, listen to the guy who won in Virginia last night. He stands up, finally, the era of divisiveness is our really... Oh, I mean, who, who who does that mean anything to? Ah. I just... What is that? Horse S. <laughs> God, I wish I could use that word on the air. I want to so bad. Yeah, it's just, it's dumb. And that is democracy. You know, Winston Churchill was talking about the same stuff 50, 60, 70 years ago, 80 years ago. You get elections, you win elections by demagoguery and, and bullcrap and false promises and slogans and the rest of it. That's well, how you've always won elections and probably always will. And we don't admit it, but so much of it is personality, which it shouldn't be hardly any. Maybe yeah. it shouldn't be any at all. Every right. year, that theory of whoever most comfortable in their skin wins comes out. And every every election, I'm like, no, that can't be right, right? There has to be something beyond that. But Almost it comes always true all is the, the case. Time. Yeah, regardless of policy, history, criminal convictions, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pussies grabbed, what, what have you. It's, it just doesn't matter. You know, it's, yeah, we, we could have a long philosophical discussion again about the nature of this show and what we ought to be doing. There are plenty of people out there that say, hey, you naive idiots. Why don't you fight like crazy for whichever side you think more closely represents your values and quit trying to sit there on Mount Olympus and be some sort of arbiters of truth? That's not how it works, you dum-dums. I think a change is coming. I don't think either one of the parties is uh, is uh, for the long haul, at least as they're currently formated. Formated? Formated. Quit making up words, huh? How ruth do you have to be to say formated? Here's our, here's I'm our strong and getty, I'm getting ready for final thoughts. 
I love that. That's Formulated? So formatted? I don't know Some what I was trying to say. sort of music. I <laughs> love that. That's good old time stuff. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Final thought, Michelangelo. What is it? Share, share. Not even 1%. They didn't want you either. Nope. That's Gary Johnson and Martin O'Malley sh- talking while sharing beers while watching the election coverage on TV last year. <laughs> wow. Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, I, I agree with Jack. I think what we are witnessing is the every so often reimagining of the political parties or the system. I don't know if we're going to end up with five parties or these ones are going to have drastically different definitions of what they are, but I, I, I am fascinated to be living through this time. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Well, I got to tell you, I'm wondering if I'm going to witness a high noon standoff between feuding neighbors today and arguing over paint jobs and tree trimming at Marshall's Finn Acres Estates. <laughs> Finn Acres. <laughs> Nice. It's your racially exclusive Finns only development. <laughs> Jack, what's your final thought? It is one of the great nights of my life a year ago tonight, but um, where I can't believe it's just been a year. It seems like Trump has been president for a good six, seven years. Well, this is a year since the election right. day. We have months right. before the inauguration. Right. Day. He's right. only been president nine months. Right. Boy. Jeez. Well, my final thought is uh, also anniversary-related. A year later, the whole thing is as strange and difficult to understand as it was true at the time. It's not like a lot has settled out. Well, right, exactly. I have no more idea where this is going than I did back on November 8th last year. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty shocking. I'll be more presidential than anyone since Lincoln. Well, that's not exactly been the case. Not exactly. Go Arm- Fefe. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another <laughs> grueling four-hour workday. Go Fefe, indeed. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think, huh? God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Apparently they got suspicious when they saw one of the Russian swimmers pulling a water skier behind him. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.